I am having the best problem ever. And my best problem ever is that we have had so many beautiful human stories that mine for today has gotten pushed back like multiple times. Because you, it's gotten bumped, you mean, by other beautiful humans? Yes. like more, By more beautiful humans? Now we're ranking the beautiful humans? Is oh, that what's happening? Well, this one's kind of a beautiful human slash cute animal story. So it's not a typical beautiful human story. But um, I'm putting it as priority today because I love it and it makes me happy. So YOLO. If you're new to the uh, show, a beautiful human alert is our uh, spotlight that we shine on people who are just awesome. We call them beautiful humans and we want them to get the attention they deserve. So you'll hear one as we start off episode 62 of The Upside. Living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to the Upside Podcast with Callie and Jeff. If this is your first episode of the Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Dollar and today I am grateful for the assortment of nice smelling candles that we have around our house. I was just going to say that. Really? Yeah, that was my today. For whatever reason, I lit a bunch of them yesterday and it was just so delightful. My name is Callie Dollar and I'm grateful for whiteboards. (laughs) They're so cool. I love whiteboards. You had to take the first thing you saw because I stole your candles, huh? totally (laughs) did. But you know what? That is the point of us doing the gratitude thing is literally anything in your eyesight can be what you're grateful for. So um, we never plan our gratitude ahead of time just to show you that anything in your eyesight on the fly can be what you're grateful for. Still counts. Before we get into your um, beautiful human alert, can I tell you um, a story that's about beautiful people? I don't think we did it as a beautiful human alert, but I think it'll make you very happy. Okay. Uh, You sent a link to a news article from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution a couple, maybe last week Mm -hmm. to me. It was about a 70-year-old man who was out for a walk. He he lost his footing and hit his head, and and there was another couple nearby, and they the ambulance, the paramedics and the first responders said that they probably saved his life, Mm -hmm. but he had no idea who they were. Oh yeah. He had a picture of the woman. I'm not sure how he got it. He was out for a walk with his wife. So I don't know if maybe his wife took it or if one of the first responders took it, but uh, he had a picture of her, so he contacted the newspaper. The newspaper put it uh, online, and Callie forwarded it to me and said, hey, this this is something you might want to put on your Facebook page mm-hmm. because I've had an unusual amount of luck reuniting like lost dogs with their homes yeah, it's really weird. using the Facebook page. So I did, and I don't know if you stayed on top of it, but they found that woman. No way! Yeah, uh, the... Um, uh, the man, it was a woman and a man who were out for a walk when they saw this gentleman fall and they, the man took off his shirt and then the woman held the shirt to the mm-hmm. guy's wound so he mm-hmm. wouldn't bleed. Don Morrow commented on my Facebook post and said, he is my son and that is his girlfriend. That's awesome. Mr. Kennedy will be contacted. Thank you for all your kind words and responses. And then there's a whole chain of people talking about uh, how awesome Dawn is for raising such a great son. 
That's so, so cool. I love that. Uh, yep. So I thought that was cool. And I thought you'd appreciate that because you sent it along. I do love that. All right. My beautiful human alert is like kind of a beautiful human slash animal cute story, but it makes me happy. So here we go. This actually is a story that's been around for a little bit, but for whatever reason, it is getting like reposted, 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 and I'm seeing it everywhere. So this law firm in Brazil, there was like a stray cat that would come into their lobby of the law firm. So they started feeding it because like, of course, that's what you do with stray cats, right? You feed them or that's what you and I would do. <laughs> right. Well, that's how you end up with a pet cat. Right. That's how you end up with a pet cat. And then people started complaining that the cat was always hanging out like Aww. clients and stuff like that. So instead of like kicking the cat out or like trapping it and like taking it somewhere else, the head of the law firm was like, no, 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 no. This cat stays. Not only does he stay, I'm going to make him an official employee and he's going to have a badge and he's going to have a bow tie and he's going to walk around here like he owns the place because he's family. So they literally signed a document that says he works here. Here's his start date of employment. And he's so cute. And he has an Instagram account and his name is Dr. Leon Avogado. <laughs> Oh, abogado is um, Spanish for, or Portuguese in Brazil. It's also Spanish for lawyer. Avogado is? Yeah. D-O? Abogado in Spanish. Let me put a Google on it. G-A-T-O, because G-A-T-O is cat in Spanish. But Oh, so oh maybe that's the play on words. Right. So that's what I'm thinking. So anyways, it's just really cute. And like, how cool to turn something that could have been kind of a pest into like this guy owns the law firm. You know, look, the while, cat does. Uh, while I'm going to look this this up, remember when you used to use old search functions? Like back in the day, I think it was Yahoo and Ask G or Ask.com. And then remember Ask Jeeves? Yeah. Before Google was a thing, when you actually had to formulate a question, like what is the Portuguese word for lawyer? Yeah. I just typed in Portuguese lawyer word. <laughs> And it popped up. Uh, how to say lawyer in Portuguese? Ad of it's a d a d v o g a d o. So they just did a play on that. That's cute. And look at him. Look at how cute he is with his. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and he's got tie. a little badge and a bow tie. <laughs> so the cat works at a law firm now. Do you think when he gets to work and forgot his badge, it ruins his day <laughs> the way it does to everybody else on the planet? Probably. Did you ever find your badge, by the way? I did. I had one of those days. I don't know what it's like at your workplace or if you if you have badges, but we have badges that you have to wear. Like they have to be openly visible at work. And two days last week, I either forgot my badge, misplaced my badge. I'm I blame it on my lack of sleep, but we I we I had to wear what we call the badge of shame because the badge of shame is like the temporary badge, but it doesn't get well, you in anywhere. So you have to you ask have... everyone all day to badge you in different places. It allows you in the building, but it doesn't allow you to unlock any doors. No. So you got to wait. You got to stand at doors and wait for people to come in or out yep. that you know. Yep. Yep. Everybody's done that. Badge of shame. I think that's funny. You call it the badge of shame. Though. <laughs> uh, okay. We've got to, before we move on with, uh, with this episode, we've got to address something that came up just as a, a brief topic last week, but there were so many people who called up with, with a similar response and left us a voicemail or a message with a similar response that we have to address it. Okay. The topic was dropping hints when you're ready to get engaged or married. Mm -hmm. And 
I was making fun of this story, this article that came out, because the hints were so ridiculous that men wouldn't pick up on it. Right. Them. It was like leaving bridal magazines around the house. Like, it was just like, come on. Well, no, no that that one I actually thought would be a good one because that's there's no question there. It's, what was another one? Um, taking them as a wedding date. Yeah. No guy is going to go, ooh, she took me to a wedding. That means she wants to get married. Oh, or watching... Um, Movies with big wedding scenes. Yeah. No, no guy is going to fall nope. for that. So I just thought it would be fun to talk about that article or whatever and make fun of that fact that those hints aren't really hints. But multiple people called and said this. About dropping hints for uh, your boyfriend or girlfriend that you want to get married, I feel like that's a bad thing altogether, period. But I feel like if you can't have a conversation about your intentions and your hopes and, like, actually sit down and say, hey, I want to get married at some point and I want to get married to you, where do you see this going? Um, I feel like if you can't have that conversation, maybe you shouldn't marry that person anyway. Maybe I'm looking at it all wrong, but I feel like if you, that's a real big conversation. To me, that would be a big sign that maybe that's not the right thing or the right person, or maybe we need to work on our communication before we even think about getting married. So that's just my two cents worth. Have a great day, guys. Bye. All right. Uh, Okay. I strongly disagree with her and those opinions. I totally agree. You do? Totally. Because here's the thing. And I feel like she's probably married because I feel like it. that's like a hindsight knowledge. But there will be, if you've been with someone for long enough to think about marriage, right? Because, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't have that conversation probably after the second date. But right. um, <laughs> between, between um, your dessert and your after dinner drink on yeah, your, on your no. walk to the bar on the first date, bring it up too much. Um, don't ever listen to Jeff Dollar. So I here's the thing. Marriage is like there's a couple marriage is a lot of communication and a lot of. Jeff was so excited about what I was going to say. He dropped his pen. There's a lot of difficult conversations, a lot of awkward stuff, whatever, but there's so much communication in successful marriages that it's so important. And if you can't have conversations like that, when you're dating, it's going to be so hard for you to have conversations like that when you get married. But I think, but where I am, where I don't agree with her is if you're on the same page, right, and you know it's coming mm-hmm. or you hope it's coming, don't – I would have been bummed if you sat down with me and said – I can't remember what year we got engaged. What was it, like two, two, 20, 2015. 2015 we got engaged. Okay. I would have been bummed if before I did it, you sat down with me and said, we have to be engaged by the end of this year because it would have taken away – Guys don't get a lot of things. Yes, yes. However, you and I had a very clear conversation and it wasn't, here's what I knew about Jeff. Jeff told me that he thinks that any 
relationship where you're dating over three years is a waste of time. So I knew that about Jeff because uh, we have so, friends. Somebody just broke up. You said that and some somebody listening was like, nah, I got to call him and dump him tonight. Well, here's the rationale. I think your rationale was a guy knows by the third year if he wants to marry you or not. So if he can't commit to you by then, you need to leave him. Like we've had friends that have been in relationships for a decade who the so one of them really wants to get married. The other one hasn't proposed or whatever. And then people being so let down and Jeff's like, Jeff would say, and he said this multiple times. He's like, would give my friends this advice. If he hasn't proposed by year three, be ready to walk away. Cause he's not going to do it. Unless you have had a conversation, conversation. about, well, we want to buy a house first or we're saving right. money or we going to see, uh, where, you know, his job is going to take him somewhere else. So we want to see where he's going to end up and make sure that we can both move there, et cetera, et cetera. But do or you still job. believe that, that like three years is good? Cause you proposed to me at two and a half and that's why I never had the conversation. Cause you had said to me, in my opinion, dating for more than three years is a complete waste of time. I don't, I don't want to say it like that because I don't want to anybody who's been dating for longer than three years to have a broken heart because of something my dumb had said so, but I will say that if you get to three years and he or she is dodging the conversation, then it's probably not going to happen. If you get to three years and you're both on the same page of where you are, mm -hmm. like where you want to be, like I know people who did not want to get married until they were both 30 years old. Right. So like mm -hmm. that was their rule. So if that's your rule and you're waiting for it, that's fine. Great. But what my issue is not with, with being able to sit down and have the conversation. It's, it's, it's the not being able to drop the hints. Like guys, sometimes guys need hints. What do you think are hints? Like what would be a hint to you? Uh, it could, you could, it could be anything. It could be complimenting somebody else's ring. It could be guys will file that away. You think? Yes. Like if you said to me, oh, I don't know, whatever friend, uh, your friend Kylie. Oh my gosh, Kylie's got the most beautiful engagement ring I have ever seen. I would have gone to her. Got it. And seen, tried to see her engagement ring. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So anyways, I just don't want you to feel like I got, we got so many responses about the dropping of the hints thing, not being a good idea that I just felt like we had to address it. I don't think it's a bad thing. Uh, okay. Now, uh, moving on, starting the show officially, we asked, uh, listeners to call us up and leave us a message telling us what bizarre thing stresses them out because we have a conversation happening in our Facebook group that is, is funny. It's a person who is anxious to use coupons at the store. I kind of get that. Like somebody. Do you get that at all? Like people are waiting on you. Wouldn't even dawn on me. If you had like, you know, say you have 15 coupons. Like I would, if that were me, I would go at a time where like no one's there and like hope no one's behind but me. But all the coupons just get scanned now. It takes 10 seconds. Yeah, if you have them in the right order, but I totally get that. Okay. Well, what if I don't have a coupon for that or what? I didn't actually want this, but because there's a coupon, I was going to get it. And like, what if I can't find it when I get up to the checkout? Like it's a whole thing. And then what if really? the guy behind me is in a rush? And then, yeah, I totally feel the stress in that. Somebody, it was, I just thought it was a funny conversation. 
conversation because somebody was was saying that um, they're trying to save up money between now and the holidays. Yeah. And uh, they're, you know, just, they were saying, I think I think they were just venting like, hey, here's the thing, situation I'm in and the holidays are coming up and I've got this month and next month to save up money. And somebody suggested couponing and their response was, nah, that stresses me out. I don't I'll, do that. I I'll, can't I'll do it. Well, they're not the only one with weird stressors in their life. I am terrified of driving over bridges. I don't care if I'm driving, someone else is driving, someone else driving, I freak out more, let's be honest. But driving over bridges gives me the absolute worst anxiety. So that's my weird thing. Have a good one, guys. Bye. Hi, Kelly and Jeff. It's Annie from Orlando calling about the strange things that stress you out. Um, mine is pulling into a car wash, like trying to make sure that your tire is exactly where it needs to be. And they've got the people like, Pointing. This hold, hold on. Callie just oh my God, waved her me. hands in the air and nodded. That is me. Seriously? Yeah. Cause what if you, I actually like the ones now where you stop like before and you don't have to like get your wheels in the perfect spot. Cause what if you mess it up? But there's usually a dude there standing there like, and he's yeah, pointing left or pointing right. And all you got to do is get the front tire in, pulls you the rest of the way. That's, Awkward potential level 5,000. That's so funny. I had no idea that made you nervous. It needs to be. And they've got the people like, Pointing, go this way, go this way. That stresses me out to no end. Like sometimes I avoid the car wash because I just can't handle it. Have a great day. Are you ready for the really weird one? Yep. Okay. Bring it. Hi, Kelly and Jeff. This is Ashley from Kitten, Georgia, calling to give my silly anxiety giver. Um, it's actually air hockey. I don't know what it is. Um, it goes really fast. Usually play it at night under like neon lights i don't know what it is but i avoid that game at all costs i can't play it i can't watch people play it if i'm being completely honest it gives me anxiety thinking about playing it so yeah air hockey not the thing air hockey it's so loud also remember when we were at um where were we were we like at uh amelia island we were at that pizza shop and there were some kids playing it is that air hockey yeah, with the flat, oh my super gosh. flat and it disc. It was so loud, and every time the disc hit the th- hit the handle thing that you hold, I was like having a meltdown. You were. I'm really weird. You are. It's all coming out today. It is. Um, what's your weird stress? Do you have uh, one? I have one right now that I am trying to deal with. That's so bizarre. I actually have a therapy appointment this week, and I might make a note <laughs> of bringing it up there. Okay. But I also think. The, and the, here's the only reason I'm going to bring it up in therapy is because sometimes I think things are normal and acceptable. And then I bring them up to you or I bring them up to my therapist or I bring them up to somebody else. And they're like, no, that's weird. You need to deal with that. My thing right now is all related to time. And I, in my head, It's because of what I've done for a living, literally from the year 1992, 1993. You don't even want to know how old I was then. You were young. From 1992 (laughs) or 1993 until now, until May of this year, I got up every single day at 4 a.m. I was at my job by 5 a.m., if not before, Mm -hmm. right? So that was just my existence for 25 years. 
that's what I did. Mm -hmm. So this morning, for example, I woke up at 645 in a panic. Felt like I had wasted half the day, was totally out of sorts, didn't go walk because I was going to like go down to the park or whatever. Didn't go do that. I was even thinking of throwing my bike in the back of the car and going somewhere. I'm like, I don't have time. I've got stuff to do. And if like 10 or 11 or noon rolls around and I haven't completed the bulk of what I had to do that day, then I panic. You know, I don't, okay. I think there's two parts to that. And I think what, it'll be interesting to see what your therapist says about it. But I think part of it is just getting used to a new lifestyle. Like, I think that's really hard. And I think probably maybe people feel that way when they retire, um, where they're like, like you kind of lose your identity of like every day at seven, I wake up every, you yeah, know I'm not I mean? reti- I'm not that no, much I- older than you are. Not retired. I know. I'm just saying, like, that's what I think it might equate to is like a big. I was thinking of a big life change, right? Who wants to go to the Golden Corral at 4 oh p.m.? Gosh, for that's totally not what I was saying. And the second part of it is your mom loves time. Not loves time, but she's like very Obsessed into time. With she's time. Obs- can you explain that so people understand? I think maybe part of it is like you get it from your mom a little bit about the obsession with time. Um, my mom and dad are both retired. Um, they would, I would always make fun of my mom because she would come down to the lake for the summer and for a couple of weeks in the summer, but she would never take her watch off and she would always look at it and then comment about stuff in relation to the time of day. <laughs> so if we were out on the lake all day and the weather was really nice, or maybe it was really hot. So we didn't go out on the lake until like 6 PM until mm-hmm. it started to cool off. And we just went on a little like 6 PM booze cruise or something like that. She would look at her watch and go, it's seven, it's 7 PM. We haven't started dinner yet. When are we going to have dinner? But she even though always it it, knows it, the time, even though it didn't matter. So that's when, a that's a really interesting point. And when point. you're at their house, they reset. Like she's resetting the clocks and the calendars. Like yes. she's very aware of time. Has she done that your whole life? Is that just her thing? I think so. I did have that breakthrough in therapy once a, a couple of years ago where um, she was very neat, very tidy. Everything was in its place. And I think she, um, my therapist said, well, she probably had on some level like an OCD type compulsion, like mm-hmm. to make everything neat and everything tidy and everything, mm-hmm. which benefited her. Um, for me, I think mine was a little misdirected. So I don't think it was as good. Like, I think I still do it. Like when I make constant, like it doesn't lists. light you up, it kind of stresses you out. It, right. But I, th- I do think that might be a connection, which is so weird. I love that. I love those connections. Cause if you've never been to therapy, sometimes therapists will a lot of times actually connect things like parts of things that you didn't even realize. Like it's so weird. And then you just kind of look at them like, whoa. And then you never see life the same way right. ever again. <laughs> uh, our phone number, by the way, is, and I'll keep you posted. I'll, I will mention it to my therapist and just see what it is because I, I, I do, um, get your messages and see your messages. And I'm sorry, I can't write everybody back. I really try to, but all these folks who have job changes who have been in similar situations that I am, I would be, I would, I, I will report my findings so that you can, uh, determine if we're all weird together or if I'm just a weirdo on my own. (laughs) Cause I imagine it would happen to, to parents too. 
Like if there's a working mom who is taking mm-hmm. a few months off to because she had a kid, mm-hmm. like that might trip her out. Like a not like a culture shock, but like a time shock. Yeah. Like a yeah, I totally get that. All right. Our phone number is 800 434 5454 If you want to um tell us what weird stress you have, we'll play a few more of those tomorrow. Um, good luck beating air hockey. We have, um, I'm going to call it like a little mini series this week. Like it's going to be a topic that we're talking about in different ways every day. Um, and it's called the power of silence. And this came up because probably like four times in the past month or so, this theme has come up of, should I be silent or should I, I speak up and, or should I respond or whatever? And I want to make very clear that I don't think that silence is the answer to everything. And if you followed me on Instagram, I'm very vocal about, um, like when someone's bullying you or you have the power to stand up for yourself, this is a little bit different. And I think it's different because in all of the situations that we're going to talk about this week, um, you, these are all people that we've had conversations with. Like once you've had a conversation, I don't think you should ghost anyone by silence. I don't mean ghost. I mean, well, I do. I think ghosting's okay. Like, I think the example we're going to talk about today is a ghosting. It's not a ghosting because the other person that you're talking about knows how you feel. Well, like they know the friendship is over. You have to assume that they know how you feel. So, okay, because they they might not, because it is a ghosting. My thing is some people deserve that because your time and your words and your response to something is not, it's not an entitlement just because somebody reaches out to you, you're not obligated to respond to them if they are a hurtful, hurtful person or there's a hurtful situation around it. So we're talking about the power of silence today as it pertains to the, we like labeled all of these people, like the types of people that it's okay to be silent with. Um, and the one we're talking about today is the pretend everything is okay person. Ugh. So like Jeff, explain your un like explain what that means. Let's say, for example, um, you are in a relationship with somebody and it doesn't end well. Okay, um, for any one of a million reasons, but it's not a hey, we just aren't working out. Like it doesn't end well. Just because six months later, nine months later, or a year later, that person reaches out to you and says, "Hey, happy birthday." happy holidays, Mm -hmm. or maybe even like with an extension of kindness, like, Hey, I found a a couple of sweatshirts of yours. Do you want them Mm -hmm. back or should I donate them? What do you want me to do with them? You don't have to respond to that person if you don't feel like it. Like, and I think that has that, to do with boundaries. Right. Yes. Like it's okay this to have. This all has to do with boundaries. It does. So I have had a couple people like this in my life. One of them is a friendship that we just, I had to say to the person. And I always believe if I break off a friendship that you tell them and then you part ways. Like that's just how I handle it for me. And I had a friendship, a good friend that was like a best friend for like a decade. And I had to tell that person, hey, you, I, I cannot do this friendship anymore. It's harmful to me. I I don't like the energy surrounding it. I don't like acting like I'm sad all the time. So I can be sad for you because that person was always, um, 
a really good friend to me, but only when I was sad or something was traumatic or only whatever. Only when you were sad? Yeah. And when I was happy, they would find ways to kick me when I was down. So I had to break up with this person. And I, I Wait, did- Wait, explain that again. So if you were happy, they would try to bring you down? Yeah. They would make little snide comments. They actually like said something oh, at our wedding that was rude. Like that, that's not a friend. Well, no, it's not. But when you're in it, it's hard to see that. Cause you're like, wow, I've been friends with this person forever. And we do. Cause our friendship started off where we were both in tough places. So it was like, oh, yeah, we're it. sad together. And then, and then you came out of it. Right. And, and they, and they didn't. Right. And it was like, I put up with it for years of the little snide comments. And finally there happened one. She said something to me on our wedding day. And I was like, you know what? This is the happiest day of my life. Like I'm not going to act like this isn't the best day ever. And I said, we didn't talk for a couple months. And then she text messaged me and I wrote her back and said, I can't, everything's not okay. Like it's not okay. And I'm out. So peace. And months later she would text me and say, Hey, I saw this and thought of you. And I just have never responded. Because you, because that is a, I think for a person like that, that some people might abuse that and try to make it a, a a power play mm-hmm. like, Oh, they're, they still will respond to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think other people really do naively believe that everything's okay and that they can really, really hurt you. And then nine months later or a year later, even two years later, reach back out and be like, Hey, happy birthday. And if you don't need that person in your life and you're okay with closure, you don't have to respond. Absolutely. And that to me is totally, totally different than ghosting because ghosting is just disappearing for no reason. Don't, if you have to end a friendship, do what Callie does and say, hey, we can't be friends anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but so that's different, but it's okay to remain silent just because they want to pretend everything's okay doesn't mean you have to. As we said, this is kind of part of a little like mini series, if you want to call it that. And tomorrow we're going to pick up with talking about um, silence as the power of silence as it relates to the person who manufactures their own drama. And tries to suck you into it. (laughs) Do not get sucked into it. All right. If you are listening right now, text the word candle to 555 888. Um, we've just got some Amazon gift cards that we want to hook you up with just as a way of saying thank you. So we're going to do a random drawing on Friday. If you want to be in that drawing, text the word candle to 555-888. It's that simple. You know that thing that has been on your looming long, a long-term to-do list, we'll call it, that skill you want to learn, the, I don't know, what is it? Is it design? Is it writing your book? Anything like that. We have something for you and it's two months free of Skillshare.com. Skillshare.com offers classes in almost everything that you could think of. And they're giving upside members two free months of classes. So you can take anything from, gosh, there's so many, learn how to be an Instagram influencer, learn how to take iPhone photos, how to, um, if you're, if better you're, bookkeeping for your business. It literally runs the gamut. If you're on the technical side of things, there's so many classes of stuff that Callie and I don't even understand that deal with website design and programming and all of that back end stuff. If you want to get better at that, visit www.skillshare.com slash upside for two months free and get, get ahead of some of those 
October Aleutians. Is that what we're calling October resolutions? They have everything from animation, creative writing, video, art, music, any of those things. And it is at your fingertips for free. Go to www.skillshare.com slash upside. I don't know why I had to say the W's. Because I sound uh, like I'm in 1992. WWW. It was written there. So I was like, the World Wide Web. Visit the World Wide Web. Remember what you used to have to do? It is HTTP colon backslash backslash. Yes, that's yep. what I sound like. What you meant to say was Skillshare.com slash upside. Yep. Uh, okay, we are still on a high from the awesome meetup that was organized by an upsider named Abby in Woodstock on Saturday night. We have looked at each other half a dozen times since then and said, can you believe people organized an event just to hang out because of us and the Facebook group that, 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 I feel like that I we put together? It. Nope, it was real. Your sore feet probably confirmed that it was real. It wasn't that bad. I just was not. You were I was, limping on the way back to the okay, car. I love my shoes, but my priority was looking cute. And I didn't think, oh, maybe it's 97 million degrees out. And maybe we will be standing in something that is not concrete or like a solid floor. Like we were outside and I was, I was not thinking it through very well. So at the end of the night, I was a little sweaty and a little uncomfortable, but it's not the fault of the shoes. Don't blame the shoes. Well, uh, Abby put that whole thing together on Saturday and the meetups are something that we want to do frequently. So frequently, frequently, <laughs> uh, but, but we, um, and, and we have brought in a professional to help us organize those. If you were out there on Saturday, I'm sure you met her. Her name is T-Bird. And uh, if you've been a part of the Facebook group, you've seen her post. She is the person who keeps Callie and I sane when it comes to anything that's not podcast. Hi, T-Bird. Hi, guys. How's everything? Good. How are you? I'm so good. Sorry that our dogs will not stop getting on your lap, but you just have to learn not to scratch their ears. I they are crawling it. all over her. They will not leave her alone. And they love their Aunt T-Bird. Yep. She's, I love them. And she can't resist scratching them, which means mm -hmm. they you they know they can sense a sucker. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm, totally. I'm a total sucker. This lady either has treats <laughs> in her pockets or a lot of love to give. Uh -huh. I have a lot of love. Yeah. All right. We're going to um, talk in a minute about the, there, there is a meetup happening in the Smyrna area on October 9th, um, which is, uh, Wednesday night. Mm -hmm. So if you're listening to this on the day of release, it's tomorrow night. Um, and we're going to talk about that in a second, but we want to address a couple of things. One out of town meetups. Are they going to happen? Cause Callie and I both live in Atlanta, duh. but we have so many people who live in other States and other cities. And the answer to that is yes. Yes. Y'all it's, I think it's so important that, you know, we're all here together in, um, in the same city and we're, it's easy for us to get together, but we have listeners everywhere. Um, I don't know that we're going to get on a plane to Australia tomorrow, oh, but that would be fun though. It Goals. actually would. Um, we, but, just need, we just need a sponsor. Yeah. Anyone sponsor Vegemite. We need Vegemite to sponsor <laughs> a trip to Australia. We also have uh, Alberta, Canada. I feel like mm -hmm. we get a lot of messages from Alberta mm -hmm. and um, Ontario, Canada. Yeah. Oh, Ontario is where I'm Canada. from. Yes. Yes. So, um, yeah, Delta would be a great sponsor. Yeah. Hi, Delta. Elias everywhere. Yes. Um, but I do, I think it's really, really important that, that we get together and get in front of all these people and, and see them, but also for them to see each other, you know, they all have something in common. They all, um, 
listen to you guys and and have the same kind of feeling about life and finding the upside. And those people want to hang out with other people like that. Right. And so um, I think meetups all over the place are very important and going to happen. I love getting in my car and going and seeing people. So um, don't be surprised if you, you are going to show up. You are the road trip queen. Like oh, she is. Just in the few months we've been working together, I know. When we first started talking, you're like, well, I'm actually making a lap around Florida. Yeah, So I did. So <laughs> when I get back, let's go have breakfast. And yes. you, were just, you were just driving the coast of Florida. Yep. I went down one side and back up the other. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, so if you are in a city that is not Atlanta and you're like, hey, I want to do a meetup or whatever it is, email T-Bird. It's T-Bird, no spaces, at CallieandJeff.com and just say, hey, I live in Minneapolis. I live in Seattle. I live, I don't know, wherever. It doesn't matter. Email her and say, I want to organize a meetup. We will send you stickers, koozies, whatever. Um, we'll send you stuff for your meetup. And, you know, you know, you might get a surprise guest. I don't know. Depending never, on where it is. You never know. Depending you on where it is and if we've paid our rent. <laughs> yeah. You might get a surprise guest. I if we know. haven't paid our rent, you might get a surprise house guest. Yeah, that's true. We might be crashing on your couch. So, you know, be careful what you wish for. Uh, and then tomorrow night here in Atlanta, it's not just a meetup, but it's a something for a great cause that yeah. Callie actually introduced everybody to, right? I did. I found this organization. I can't remember how. And it is one of my favorite, favorite things because anybody can be a part of it and it doesn't cost money to join. Um, and I just love what they stand behind. So it's called The Letter Project. And their website is tolovearselves.com. And basically what they do is you can sign up to be either a letter writer or if you are someone that um, is going through a hard time or know someone that's going through a hard time, what it's what this nonprofit does is they organize groups of people to sit down and write letters to other people. Now, at this point, it's women and it's like younger women, but they will do women of all ages. So I could say, hey, my friend T-Bird's having a really hard time right now and she needs some encouragement. They will activate their letter writers and they will T-Bird will in the mail get what, like 10, 15 mm -hmm. handwritten letters saying, T-Bird, you got this girlfriend. That's like so cool. you can do it. And it's just, they might not know they're from being total, sent. From total, total strangers. Total strangers. Yep. So the idea is just to sit someone, sit down, take 10 minutes to do something nice for someone else. And there are people having a hard time. So sit down and write them a letter. And um, the letter project will connect you as a letter writer with people in need. And then T-Bird's been talking to Whitney, the founder of the letter project. And we're going to sit down and write letters together um, this week. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she sent me um, like six different um, young girls. It, it's primarily young girls. I think the oldest one is 19. Um, some of them are 12 years old. And we get a little sheet that say their name and their age and where they're from and basically what they're going through. And so I'll have all of these and we'll we'll pass them out. And you guys can write one letter or, or five letters, whatever you want to do. Um, and just, you know, giving them encouragement. And so we're going to meet at Atkins park in Smyrna and, um, they're going to reserve the whole little outside area. Oh, perfect. And the weather's perfect right now for you that. You don't have yep. to bring supplies. T-Bird's coming yep. locked and loaded with supplies. Yep. Um, and we're just going to write to some girls that need some upsidey vibes. Yeah. 
it's going to really, it's going to really, really feel good. And you guys come and like eat dinner or drink, bring your husband. Husband won't be involved in the writing of the letters because it's really just women but right now. they can now. cheerlead. They can cheerlead and, and have a beer while we all sit around and do it. And what I also love about this is there's some people that just are paralyzed by going to a meetup and not being able to like talk to people. This one, you can come, we can meet real quick, and then you can sit down and do your thing. And if you want right. to talk, great. Um, mm-hmm. I'm definitely coming over to put my arm around you and talk to you. <laughs> but but you don't have to talk to everyone there because we're really just going to sit down and do. You can just kind of say hi, get your name tag, and then go off and do your thing. And then yeah. does this need to be an RSCP thing? Like, do people need to let you know that they're coming? Um, so on the Facebook page, we have an event where I'm taking RSVPs, but if it's last minute and you decide to come great and it's from six to nine, so you can come anytime. You don't have to come six to nine. Right. Just like come write two letters, Mm -hmm. be on your way or whatever, stay the whole time or, you know, have the husbands bring you drinks. I don't know. That's right. I also just read on their (laughs) website, um, the uh, letter project website is says seven in t- 10 girls believe they are not good enough. We're on a mission to change their minds. And it said there are 4,000 letter writers that do this. Uh, and they've sent more than 10,000 letters, to six continents, 90 countries. And that's since 2016. That's amazing. Yeah. It yep. should be called the anti-troll organization because it's the exact <laughs> opposite of trolling. It is. Like instead of finding somebody who is vulnerable and writing something nasty, you write something to lift them up. Oh, I love this. And actually there have been a couple of people in the group ask if they can do it where they are because they're not in Atlanta. So I'm trying to get details on that. If I can like just send you um, one of these Oh, maybe like Young scan girls. them and email mm-hmm. them to them. That's cool. I mean, mm-hmm. and again, at the very worst, you could go to to loveourselves.com. You can sign up and apply. I use apply the word like lightly, like they're not going to say you can't be a letter writer, but sign up to be a letter writer and they'll send you someone in need and tell you the instructions if right. you want to do that. Right. And the reason we decided to do it this week is on Friday is um, um, the day of the girl. And so the letter project really does a lot around the day of the girl. So if we get the letters done on Wednesday, I can get them in the mail on Thursday. Oh, and cool. yeah, it feels really good. I love that. All right. So all the details on that uh, are at facebook.com slash groups slash Kelly and Jeff. It's a closed group. So if you're not a part of it, just answer the one or two questions that pop up and T-Bird will get you approved and you'll be in it. No it's, problem. It's basically like promise you're not going to be a troll. Yeah. Yes. No a-holes allowed. Thank you for listening to the Upside Podcast with Kelly and Jeff. Please make sure you subscribed so you never miss an episode of The Upside. T-Bird is here uh, to tell us about the letter project, but she's also here because we're having a quick upside meeting and we're going to do that over dinner, which is going to be butcher box burgers. So you eat meat, right? Oh, love meat. I didn't tell you this. Callie goes, does T-Bird eat meat? Mm -hmm. And I asked her, I'm like, is it okay if we have burgers and fries? And she said, I love meat. (laughs) I do. (laughs) And then I I just said, hey, if butcher box gives us another, you know, box of samples or whatever, do you want any? And she's like, yes, meat. (laughs) All the meat. Give me the meat. (laughs) So uh, she'll have a review of the butcher box burgers for you for the next time we have a meeting. Thanks for coming up, T-Bird. I'm so happy to be here, you guys. Thank you. Yo, so uh, seriously, ever since I was a kid, um, I'm a pretty high-octane guy. But um, 
I've done this thing, and uh, when I get uh, a surge of energy or when I'm fired up or something's just freaking totally awesome, I make this sound, and throughout my life and even at work to this day, people hear that, and they're like, what is that? So uh, I just want to share it with you. And for some reason, people think it's weird, but uh, they love it. So there you go. Peace. Hey, guys. Um, Charleston here. I was just listening to the podcast and I actually had to pause it to address um, how you drop hints about being engaged. And to be honest, I'm with Callie. If I want something, I just ask for it. Not in a brat way or anything, but I'm not going to sit around and waste my time when I know I have an ultimate goal in mind. Um, so one night I literally just said, Hey, like, where do you stand with being engaged? Or do you see this going anywhere? Because, you know, I know you're the love of my life, blah, 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 blah. And he said, I absolutely do. That's something that's going to be in our future. And that was that. And I didn't have to sit around my house wondering if it was going to come one day or blah, blah, blah. Like, I think couples should be open enough to talk about it and be real with it. But that's just my opinion. All right. Bye. Hey, this is Samantha Watson, and I was talking about dropping hints. I met my husband in August. I knew that I wanted to marry him, so by Thanksgiving, by Christmas, I was dropping hints like, so are we going to get married? Do you want to get married? When are we going to get married? Are we going to get engaged before we get married? Are we just going to go get married? I mean, I was pretty blunt about it. I knew he was the one. I loved him from the day I met him. We met again, like I said, in August. We got engaged in March, and we got married July 1st, and we've been together 27 years now, married 25. We just celebrated our 25th. Um, I just, I loved him, and he was the one, and he was not getting out of it. We were getting married. I didn't care how. He was not getting away. Hey, Jeff and Callie, this is Jenny. Heard you guys talking about ravers, the Billy Raver that Callie tried out. And I just wanted to share a tip on ravers that I learned a couple years ago, but I'm not so sure everybody knows this. But ravers can last a really long time if you dry them after you use them. So make sure to rinse the razor off after you shave your legs or your underarms. Dry it off real good. Blow on it. You know, wipe it on a towel. And if you dry it like that, the razor stays sharp, and you can use it over and over and over and over and over. So just wanted to share that. It's a money-saving tip. Have a great day. Bye. I have to go eat some cat poop. Okay, bye.